Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Fitness First Podcast. I have a special guest today, Coach Calvin. You are the joint specialist. There are plenty of people struggling with their joints and pain with it and everything associated with that. So I want to kind of give you the floor, Calvin, and tell us a little bit more about why you coach joints, what you do, why you love it. Let's do like a little like music intro thing too. Like, da, 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 da. yeah, right. <laughs> give Welcome you what do you Shakes want? Coaching podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some people that do that. I feel so like, like it adds to the nerves. Like I'm so nervous when it like does that. Cause I'm like, Oh wow, we're live now. This is crazy. It's yeah. a lot more relaxing when it's just like, Hey, I'm Jake. This is the podcast. Let's talk about stuff. Yeah. Let's talk about stuff. Let's hear it. Let's hear a little bit more uh, about you. So, uh, yeah, I'm a joint pain specialist. Um, I've been in the joint pain management sector for about probably five years now. I've been a mm-hmm. personal trainer and coach for about seven years now. So maybe I can talk about what, you know, what happened in those first two years or three years that I wasn't. And then now I was, um, but yeah, man, I just, I love playing sports. I love, any type of com- competition. I have an older brother, a younger brother. Both my parents are like super competitive. So we just growing up, we're just anything that we could. Let's just, you know, make a competition out of it. Um, there were winners, there were losers, there was crying, there was hitting, there was, you know, shoving. Uh, that's just how it was, man. It's, it's awesome. I, I love competing. And so um, I played a lot of basketball, played a lot of uh, just different sports, you know, um, and I jumped a lot. So I kind of got into this whole cult of the dunk community, you know, um, mm-hmm. there's actually a while there. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's like actually a cult or like whenever you just get into something, you just realize that it's a cult, you know, like no matter what you get into, you're like, oh wow, there's like a whole world to this, you know? Yeah, it's probably, um, yeah. So anyways, <laughs> I got into that. I thought that was so cool. I think like dunking is like one of the most, I don't know, amazing feelings ever. Like when you just take a ball and just like yam it in, in the rim. Like that. I, I just, it's just that the release of dopamine is insane. Like it's awesome. And it gets out a lot of aggression. So I don't know. Um, so I love that, but then, you know, you do that for long enough, uh, and you, your knees start to hurt, your ankles start to hurt. And so you got to figure out ways to fix all that stuff. Um, and then it's, it was cool too. Cause then I, I was training people at this time, um, training a mixture of people, you know, I was training athletes. I was training, you know, older, uh, middle-aged women. And it's like, oh, wow, like, (laughs) how do I apply some of this stuff to both of these people, you know? Um, And then you just kind of realize that everything is about like the principles. Everything's about, um, one of my favorite quotes is the principles are the vehicle and the variables are the fuel, you know? So as long as you have like the, the most fundamental, important things um, about what you're doing down, um, then everything else is just kind of, you know, learning more information and gathering new information. So that's kind of how it worked. It was like, I just gathered some new information, learned the principles, started applying it to all types of people. And, uh, it, it freaking worked. <laughs> that's the yeah, most important yeah. part, you know, as long as it works. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, and so why, why, why do you feel like so many people need you, right? Like why do so many people suffer from, from joint pain nowadays? Man. So there's, there's two types, there's, there's two reasons that you can boil it down to. All right. So uh, principle number one, all right, is you cannot prevent injury and pain. All right. Yeah. So, you know, if there's any gurus out there saying injury prevention, like if you even hear that term injury prevention, like run the other way, 
they're probably gonna have like a Bosu ball and agility ladder and they have no idea what they're talking about. They're just trying to steal your money, you know? Um, so, you know, that's, that's the first principle. Uh, the second principle though is, okay, there's two reasons why those things happen. Injury and pain happen, uh, either because you're an absolute savage, right. Or because you're a lazy bum. All right. So, you know, one of the reasons, you know, being a lazy bum is, you know, you're, uh, 50 pounds overweight, hundred pounds overweight or something. And for every one pound of, uh, extra fat on your body is four pounds of pressure on your joints. All right. Mm. So, you know, if you're a lazy bum, you're sitting on the couch, if you're immobile, um, you know, motion, lotion movement is improvement. So that's one of the main reasons is you're just very inactive and you don't use your joints enough. Um, then you have the other end of the spectrum where, you know, you're just a savage, you know, you're like, all right, if you have patella tendonitis, the chances are, or chances are you probably jump 40 inches off the ground, you know, and you're landing from pretty high places because you're just, you know, you're, you're, you're a savage or, you know, you do things that are, uh, crazy. Like, you know, you're, you're trying to do a double backflip or something, you know, and you hurt your ankle. So, you know, that's the reality is those are, those are the main two reasons why people have these things. And then we can boil it down into, and so what I tell people is that, um, there is the people that I focus on are the, the second type of people, you know, the people who are just absolute savages. They, they don't really want to settle for average in their life and they're hurt or they're injured because they're pursuing a best, the best version of themselves, higher performance, right? Um, so then we have two types of, we have two types of pain, right? We have acute pain and then we have chronic pain. Acute pain is just, you know, you know exactly why it's happened. You know, you're just, you're land on someone's foot coming down for a rebound and your ankle yeah. just turns the complete wrong way, you know? Uh, and then you have the other type of injury, which is, you know, more chronic overuse injury, which is kind of like a perpetual, uh, lack of tolerance or a perpetual just kind of repetition of the same thing over and over again, or maybe, you know, maybe it was acute in the beginning, you know, maybe your ankle did get injured and your body has just protected it. So there's a lot of scar tissue and a lot of trauma there. Um, and you've never gone through the right progressions to work yourself out of that pain. So, you know, that's, that can be, uh, acute pain can turn into, uh, chronic pain like that. So those are kind of the main you know, sectors of, of pain and, and wh why pain happens. Okay. Yeah. And, and so I, I kind of like something you touched on from the, from the jump and that was, uh, you know, like pain and injuries are inevitable, right? Like I feel like people are always looking for this secret fitness plan that like they, they can't get hurt on. They never feel sore when they do it. You know, they never, they never have any aches and pains from it at all. When in reality, when you push yourself, which you need to like, I mean, and that looks different for everybody, but you should always be pushing yourself you're going to lead to some aches and pains and so mm -hmm. you know how, how do you how do you feel about a lot of these like uh these programs coming out now that are like all there's like no resistance training it's like all yoga and pilates it's a body weight focused stuff hmm. i don't hate that stuff you know so there's mm -hmm. two there's only two really important things. I guess, you know, everything's the twos, right? Everything's powers of twos, twos today. But there's two really important steps that you need to take um, to keep your joints healthy and to keep, um, to stay pain-free. So it is 100% true you cannot uh, prevent, you know, pain and injury. But you can do a lot of work to mitigate the chances of injury happening 
and you can do a lot of work to help you get back in the game as quickly as possible when injuries do inevitably happen, right? You can Mm -hmm. create an environment in your body that makes it really, really hard for pain to exist, right? Or when pain is introduced to your system, you can easily flush it out and very quickly flush it out. So the two things that you need is number one, you need alleviation. All right. So pain stems from the brain. Uh, We know this to be true through many, many studies that just because there is a structural problem doesn't necessarily mean that there's pain and vice versa. So they've done MRIs of people's knees and they're all messed up, meniscus tears, bone on bone grinding and stuff. And, you know, you ask this person, do you have pain? And they're like, no, there's no pain. I've been living like this for however long, right? On the flip Mm -hmm. side, you look at, you know, someone who's like, man, my knees hurt. I think I have arthritis. This is really, really bad. You look at their knees, absolutely nothing is wrong. So we can kind of gather from that, that pain stems from the brain. It's a, it's a brain problem. Now it doesn't necessarily mean that there's not a structural problem. We can't fix a structural problem, but the first step is alleviate. So that's where like things like yoga, uh, any type of movement, chiropractics, massage therapy, uh, foam rolling, uh, stretching, anything that provides human movement and kind of blood flow adrenaline throughout the system is going to alleviate symptoms of pain. So if you have back pain, right? And then you turn on some music and you start dancing, you'll notice that your back pain will slowly start to disappear, right? That's, you know, that's essentially the reason why we warm up when we work out, right? So it's like, okay, you know, that's, that's, that's one of the reasons why we warm up when we work out. We just get our body warm, get the adrenaline pumping And you'll notice that even like, I mean, if anyone's listening to this with tendonitis, they know this to be 100% true, is that you have knee tendonitis or ankle tendonitis after the first game of basketball, you're feeling pretty good, right? But then once that adrenaline wears off, once that blood flow kind of starts to, you know, go back down, it starts to hurt again. So that's the first step is alleviate. So that's where most people get it right. And that's where you can sell a lot of things because pretty much anything alleviates, right? So you can be like, Hey, uh, look, your right leg is longer than your left leg. So I'm just gonna, you know, go like this and crack and then, Oh, that feels really good. Right. I'm just going to press on your, your back really, 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 really hard and really, really, uh, you know, press right at the spot where it hurts, you know, a little bit of pressure there. Boom. You're feeling better. Oh my gosh, this guy's magic. It's amazing. But you forget the second step. So the first step is how you treat the symptom, right? But what happens is no one ever goes back and treats the underlying cause. And the underlying cause is lack of tolerance, lack of load. This is something that is, again, it's a universal principle of progressive overload. If you want to improve at anything, whether it's business, being a husband, being a father, being a, a good coach, whatever it is, it's going to take struggle, right? It's going to take a little bit of pain and there needs to be a little bit of pressure there. So that's the second. So the first step is alleviate. Second step is load. So we know this to be 100% true with the tissue, whether it's muscle tissue, whether it's connective tissue, we have to load it. Whether it's the brain, we have to load it. And that's the only way to get your body back into a state that is in homeostasis where there's no pain at rest, right? Because you can alleviate all day, but then when you go back to rest, you're like, oh man, like all these aches and pains are gone. Well, it's because you never actually addressed the underlying issue, which was your body just lacks tolerance. And so that's where things like proper strength and flexibility training come in. That's where things like uh, understanding tempo, understanding the different nuances between training joints versus training muscles uh, kind of comes into play. So 
those that that's kind of you know answer your question. That's what I think about yoga and a lot of these. A lot of them address the symptoms. It's very easy to address the symptoms, but there's not a lot of things out there that actually address the underlying cause, which is lack of tolerance, and you need to be able to load the tissue. I think you froze for like a split second. Oh, there you go. Yeah, sorry. I think you froze for a second. All right. Sorry, say say the last part again. So yeah, I just, the, yeah, those are the two most important things. Alleviate, load. Yeah, well, and, and I feel like, unfortunately... I've seen, I found this a lot with like, uh, with physicians. So this is, I, again, like I'm not a doctor. I'm not like trying to say that like doctors are unnecessary because that would be insane. And like, I fully understand the purpose of physicians and doctors. I just feel like just like how I shouldn't prescribe vaccines to people because I'm not a doctor and I have no business prescribing anything like that. I feel like a lot of physicians overstep a little bit when it comes to the fitness and the nutrition side of, of the, of life in the world. Like, because when they, a lot of times when people come in, uh, like for instance, with joint pain or people that I've worked with that have had joint pain, the first, the absolute first recommendation from physicians and doctors right now is to stop. Don't Mm. move. Don't, don't use it. Definitely don't load the area. And Mm. like, you should just stop. When really, like, you can't stop. Like, how how can you stop? Like, to tell somebody to stop squatting is essentially like tell somebody like they can't get on and off the toilet by themselves. They shouldn't be getting on and off the couch. They shouldn't, you know, tell people that like they can't pick anything up off the ground. Like they, so they can never pick up a, a gallon jug again or a case of water or their kid. I, I work with a lot of parents, so yeah, not being able to pick up your kid is a problem. Like you can, you need to be able to do that. So just like. Why, why do you feel like that is the recommendation today to like, just stop? Hey, if that hurts, stop. I mean, I think it's partly due to the nature of the people that are wanting the doctor, like people who see the doctor for their problems. That's a specific type of person, right? That's a, that's a type of person that... <laughs> They're playing the victim, right? They don't see themselves. Am I cutting out a bit? Yeah, just a good? little bit. Is your yeah? Is, is your internet okay? I think we're fine. But okay. let me just double check. Yeah, ours is fine over here. But anyways, so um, I think that like it's partly because of the nature of the people that come into the doctor's office. The majority of them mm-hmm. play the victim. They want quick fixes. Right. And they're at a point in their life where they are their only means of change. Right. I mean, well, that's, that's, that's the thing that's going to tip their, their behavior. Right. So for some people like Mm -hmm. that are take more personal responsibility with their lives, they know that the only thing that's hindering them is themselves. Right. And the things that can get them to the next step is just, they're just lacking information. They're just lacking the right implementation, right? They just, they just need a little bit more insight they need to get over that hump so they can do the thing. But the other person, their, their biggest obstacle is themselves, right? So they, for them to change their behavior, it has to, there has to be something there that, that allows them to take personal responsibility, which is so hard because when you're in that state of, you know, being very, very obese or, Maybe you have a lot of past history of, again, playing the victim. Um, your brain is just automatically trained to do that, 
So then you go into the doctor's office and you're like, hey, is there any pill that I can take? You don't even have this. There's not even this understanding of I could do something about it, right? Um, and so I think it's just difficult because the doctor, you know, they see so like a, such a wide variety of individuals, you know, that they kind of just have this one size fits all approach. It's like, well, I guess you could like just, you know, just stop moving, right? But for a 16 year old yep. who has, you know, this problem, that might not apply to, you know, the 60 year old guy that's, you know, 100 pounds overweight, you know? So it's, 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 I think Mm -hmm. it's like being a doctor would be just so difficult because it's just like, all right, like, again, it's not their scope of practice. So I think for them, they're just like, well, what is like one size fits all something that I can say that just like helps this person, right? All right, here's a prescription, you know, like, all right, just, you know, stop doing that. Um, So I don't know. I think it's just, I think it's just a sticky situation. It's just difficult. And like you said, I think it's a sticky situation because that's just not their scope of practice. And that's why I think it's important for people who specialize in specific uh, avenues, you know, like I don't, I don't specialize with guys over a certain age, you know, 50 year old mm-hmm. and above. I'm like, I don't know about that. Like I, yeah. my, my, my program for a very specific type of person, there's probably someone out there who specializes in that. So let them, you know, do their, let them do their thing. You know, um, you specialize in helping people with weight loss. Okay, cool. Like I'm going to send them to you, right? I'm not going to help right. someone lose weight. I'm going to send them to Jake, right? So it's just like, we just got to refer, you know, that's probably the best thing that we can do. No. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And, and I think, I think you hit on like, you know, the personal responsibility thing. It's tough, you know, like, cause when you, when you're reinforced for so long that, you know, it's not your fault, you know, some, somebody's got a pill or somebody's got a quick fix for you for so long. I mean, it, it's tough to, to not let that happen in so many parts of your life. Like, uh, this is, I mean, the same thing, but another scope of practice, like for, uh, like financial advisors, uh, I, I saw mm. the other day on the Dave Ramsey show that the national credit card debt has reached like a trillion dollars or, or, or a little more geez. than a trillion dollars. Yeah, it's insane, right? I mean, like, and and so we didn't get there because people have super great personal responsibility. You know, like, if more people mm. took responsibility for the fact that, like, hey, if I make thirty thousand dollars a year, I probably shouldn't buy a thirty thousand dollar car, or I shouldn't buy a a five thousand dollar TV, even though I have like this much money on a cre- on my credit limit. Doesn't mean I should then go use all of it. It's kind of the same thing. Like, yes, doctors are very very important and they need to be there. But at the end of the day, do I need to go to the doctor for every little thing? Like probably not. You probably need to, like you said before, kind of get uncomfortable and learn to deal with some discomfort a little bit mm. and then ultimately find some solutions, right? Like I, I remember, uh, I, I used to compete in CrossFit and I had a really bad, uh, hip injury that I, like I couldn't run. Mm. And ultimately I had to figure out what the problem was. Cause like I went to the chiropractor, I went to the doctor, I would like it, it just wasn't getting any better. And so I had to learn, uh, some hip flexor strengthening drills. I had to learn, uh, how to loosen up my psoas. I had to learn how to mm. loosen up my hip flexors and ultimately it got better, but it was very uncomfortable. <laughs> it was super uncomfortable. Yeah. What, what, what kind of injuries have you faced and what, what kind of like solutions did did you have to find to to kind of overcome those? Hmm. 
Again, I think it's a scope of, you know, it's, the scope of practice is really important because, you know, I'm not a PT, I'm not a physical therapist. So if someone's coming back from like, you know, yep. ACL rehab, stuff like that, it's like, I don't, I don't touch that. I, I refer out, but where, where people are kind of like in this weird in the middle, it's just like, well, I don't know what this thing is. Um, I've had it for a while. You know, I, I've tried PT, you know, I've had a lot of people who have tried PT and again, it's just like a generic mm-hmm. program it fits for anyone. So, um, you know, one of the guys that like more specifically, he had a meniscus tear and he had been going to PT for, for four months. Um, and he just wasn't seeing any results. Um, and I, I had torn my meniscus and, uh, you know, figure out how to manage the comeback from that without surgery. So I was like, well, you know, let's see if you can come in for, uh, whatever and let's, let's assess you, you know? And in that first session, like we tried a few uh, different techniques that, you know, I had tried on myself. I tried on other people, um, seeing things at work. And just, again, it's just, it's just kind of, uh, all right, be a little bit scientific minded about it. Like, let's try this and hypothesize. Um, and he walked out of there and he was sold. He was like, all right, this is it. Like he made more progress in that one session than he did, um, in, in, you know, the whole four months of PT. So that was, that was one uh, specific one. And again, it's, it's nothing, it's nothing special or amazing. Like I'm not putting some special jelly on his leg and it's amazing. Like yeah. <laughs> it's not a bing, bada boom, but, um, it literally is just alleviate and load. So, okay. So we do, okay, let's, let's try to find an alleviation technique that works for you. For him, it was the floss band. So, you know, we wrapped his, his knee in the floss band because we were trying to do this one exercise that loaded that specific range of motion that was hurting him, but it was hurting him too much. So again, we mm-hmm. weren't training the brain out of pain. We were causing the brain to be in pain. So if you're doing an exercise and it's causing you pain in that specific range of motion and you keep perpetually doing that, you might actually fix the tissue, but guess what? Your brain is going to go back, map even maybe some more scar tissue back into there, or it might just say, all right, let's just not go through this range of motion again because yep. and it's going to map pain. So it was like, all right, so this was causing him pain. So we tried a different, uh, we tried the exact same exercise. We just slapped a floss band on it. So I was like, okay. And actually we did it after I had him do a little bit of sled work before, um, that okay. sent a, a bunch of blood to his, his leg. And then we've wrapped in the floss band. So he was able to do that range of motion without pain. So he was able to actually load the tissue without pain. So again, it's, it's no secret. We alleviate through, you know, whatever technique, and then we load it pain-free. And then again, mm-hmm. we just, we just progressed that. And then he was eventually, you know, after a couple of months, he was doing that same exercise, uh, in a much more advanced progression, you know, with a lot more load and tension on that. And, you know, his, his knee wasn't hurt anymore. So, um, I think that's, that's really important. Um, again, maybe another note is like, I don't diagnose anything, right. I don't say, yeah, like, right. Oh yeah, you have patella tendonitis, patella femoral. It's like, no, like your knee hurts when you're doing this specific range of motion. All right, let's see if we can get you to do that specific range of motion and not have it hurt. That's, that's literally all it is. Um, so that was, that was a really good one. And then, um, I don't know, just another one that came to mind. That's a little bit more personal. It's my dad. Uh, he's a, he's an avid runner and he wanted to run his first marathon and, uh, he was training for it and his knee started to hurt again, same thing, just addressed some alleviation, gave him some alleviation techniques, addressed some, uh, his was more range of motion in his hips. He had really, really poor internal rotation of his hips. So just give him some stretches just to kind of open up that range of motion. Cause I think that that was just, it was causing his gait to just have more load on one side or the other. Um, and so he wasn't actually like, there was too much load on one side. There wasn't enough load on the other side. Um, so, um, 
that really helped. And then just giving him again, some basic alleviation techniques and just some basic ability, right? Like it's, if your hip can't internally rotate, the body's going to still run, you know, but it's just going to, it's going to be perpetual. And you know, you're, you're running on concrete. And if your body's just not working how it should be working, you run on concrete for, you know, 15, 17, however many miles, something's going to give, you know? Um, so yeah, for him, that was amazing. And then, you know, he, he was, he was going to stop running. Uh, and then, you know, we went through this stuff and, uh, he ended up, you know, finishing his marathon, you know, a couple months later. And it's just, it's like awesome. Cause that's like a personal one. Like that's my dad, you know? Oh yeah. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. Super sick. Um, and then like, let me think of some other ones. I've had so many basketball players with patella tendonitis, patella tendonitis. I wouldn't say it's like easy, but I would say patella femoral pain. Again, I'm not here to diagnose, but the main difference between those right. two is that isometrics are like, if you have patella tendonitis, like just get yourself to do a five minute isometric lunge, right? Like that's like mm-hmm. one of the best things you can do. Patella femoral pain, which is I think just a fancy term for any type of anterior knee pain that's not patella tendonitis, right? Very easy to differentiate it, the two of them. If you're, you know, an athlete jumping over 40 inches, it's probably patella tendonitis. If you're a middle-aged woman that, you know, runs, it's probably patella femoral pain, you know? Um, not jumping 40 inches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, okay, so it's this other more generic anterior yeah. knee pain. So with that one, it's so tricky because it really is like you have flare-ups. And the flare-ups, there's probably a rhyme or reason to it, but it's so difficult to tell the rhyme or reason because you're just like, I just woke up and like, I have no idea. Like my knee is just inflamed. So the most important thing for that is keeping a pain score. So, you know, trying these alleviation techniques and it's hard because like with, with patella tendonitis, the, the progress is pretty gradual, right? You can be like, all right, you know. I'm jumping a little bit higher now, no pain. Next week, I'm going to jump a little bit more high with no pain. I'm, I'm getting better at these ISOs. With patellofemoral pain, it's like, all right, last week, this exercise didn't cause any pain. But now this week, it's like, what the heck is going on? You know? Mm-hmm. So you really have to treat it as more of like this weird kind of um, slope of gradual progress. And you have to be really, really like tedious with these pain scores because any little thing can like kind of trip it off, you know, just like that. Yeah, so, for sure. Um, yeah, so I've helped a lot of like athletes, um, a couple brothers with patella tendonitis. Um, that was pretty cool. Um, and then, um, uh, yeah, just like, just like, it's so cool when a guy is like, like one, one of these guys was, he, he was fairly young, right? And he was a freakishly athletic, right? Um, but then he's like, he's like, oh, I can't run or d- jump and play basketball without pain. You're like, dude, that stinks, man. You're only like 16 years old. So it's just cool yeah, just like insane. having him like send me a video of him like freaking windmilling again and being like, dude, I'm back. You know, it's like, oh, that's awesome. You know? Oh, yeah. Well, and, and I, so. I feel like it's tough because I kind of going back to the whole like the first the first diagnosis or the first prescription is stop, like stop moving. So I feel mm. like especially in basketball, like weightlifting is not an emphasis in basketball. So like like loading mm. kind of like you were talking about before uh, in that second step for kind of fixing the joint pain or, or at least alleviating it. and. I feel like that, especially for basketball, that's tough because they tell mm-hmm. you all the time not to work out, not to weight, or sorry, they tell you to work out, but more like running or like really light weights or like a lot of curls, like a lot of bicep mm-hmm. curls, a lot of trying to make your arms look good. But yeah. I, it, at least when I used to watch the basketball team work out, like in high school, like the varsity basketball team, you know, the coach went and got a program online that he didn't know how to coach that they didn't know what to do. It had barbell snatching in it, which was, I mean, obviously very technical movement. And for a lot of yeah. people listening, they probably don't even know what that is. 
and and then you have no mm. reason to which like again i understand that they're working on being explosive and snapping their hips open but ultimately like those are insane things to be having 16 year old kids do in a mass group where you have no time to dedicate teaching such a complex movement and so it, which sport which sport do you feel like sees the biggest issues in that is it, is it basketball all sports have their all sports have their kind of nuances tennis is huge with tennis elbow um i've actually had a lot okay. of volleyball players reach out with um uh elbow tendonitis um Again, I, I would say that a lot of it, if you want to prevent stuff, stop the overuse. But I will say that if yeah. you're not a professional athlete, that's a lot easier to do. Like there's, there's a, it's a night and day difference between someone like me, who's just like an average everyday Joe that plays basketball, you know, two or three times a week versus an NBA player who is traveling to a different time zone. Yeah. Next day he has another game. Next day is another game. He has to train. Like that's, that's different. At that point, you're just like, all right how do we just mitigate these symptoms? Because you're just playing catch up with the body, you know? So oh, yeah. I think that that's hard, like to pinpoint like a certain sport that would be really, really difficult because no matter what you do, if you do anything repetitively like that, um, it's going to cause problems. So, you know, that's why, that's why I really encourage, especially like younger athletes, like play a variety of sports. Like if you play oh, soccer yeah. and then you play basketball, just that transition from the field to a court like that's going to be really, really good for your body to just have like some relief from, you know, that, um, again, mm -hmm. I, I think that that's a, that's another like really, really big principle of pain management is you have to, <sighs> so I heard this one story and this is, this one of the stories that Ben Patrick told one time, he's a knees over toes guy. Um, it kind of stuck oh, with okay. me. So he has this exercise that's like the Poliquin step off or whatever. And it's like this, like really, you know, short range of motion, single leg kind of forward knee translated step off. Right. Um, he also has like deeper, like knee flexion squats where you're, you know, the hamstring is fully covered, covering the calf or whatever. So mm -hmm. he said that he had a baseball player who was a catcher for a while. Right. And so he was like, Oh, this guy's, you know, he's got really good range of motion. And so therefore he's, he's probably doesn't have any knee pain. Right. Because again, we kind of correlate that low heat. Wow. He, he's can get in a really, really deep squat. Yeah. So therefore he's not going to have knee pain, but he had incredible knee pain. So he was like, well, how's your partial range of motion? So he had him do these partial range of motion squats and he was terrible at them. So oh, he had yeah. him get better at those. And that's what helped his knee pain. So it's almost like, uh, this is a really, really important quote from Charles Pollock when he said, you're only as strong as your weakest link. So mm -hmm. a lot of times what happens is when you are perpetually doing a, a sport or a repetitive movement, like let's say you're doing tennis or pickleball, let's say you've never played pickleball before and you go out there and you play for three hours. That's not a good idea. You, you know, you like your that elbows. Thing. Yeah, yeah it, it's horrible. And so, I mean, even one of the other things that um, has been more popularized is uh, doing work on the other side, you know, like just, just to, for the sake of, you know, taking some stress off that side you know, shoot some shots with your left hand, take some kicks with your, with your left foot. And it's, it's kind of interesting. A lot of the healthy players are very ambidextrous, right? A lot of these athletes that we see have a lot of longevity. They've played a lot of sports and they're ambidextrous. So mm -hmm. it's just, it, it, it is helpful just to uh, give your body a wide variety of new different situations and to constantly be kind of changing it for the body. So there's just not one repetitive thing over and over again. And I think that that's really, really helpful. Yeah. And, and, and so just to kind of finish out, you know, uh, you know, kind of what we're saying here and before, before I let you go, what, what's like the number one takeaway you want people to have 
for, for their joint pain or to fix their joint pain, other than reaching out and working with Calvin. <laughs> Obviously, that's going to mm. be number one. But what's what's the number one thing you want people to take away when when they want to fix their joint pain? You have to peel back the layers and and focus on the principles, right? Because there's mm-hmm. so many methodologies out there, but I encourage people not to buy into a methodology, but buy into an ideology, right? Buy into a okay. solid principle-based system. And you have to have a system, right? Because that's the way that the variables are kind of made into like this ingredient and now you have a cake, you know? Um, but it's like, it's, it's yeah. the principles that are, that really matter. And I would encourage you, you know, whether you work with me or whether you work with someone else, ask them about their principles, ask them like, well, what is the reason for this? Like, what is the reason behind this? And if they don't have like a mm-hmm. universal principle behind it, like the stuff that I use, it can be applied to like everything else, right? Like the, even this idea of like progressive overload, like that's a very, very important principle, right? Um, yeah. because it implies like you need overload, you need load that is over what you can handle. Right. And that's this idea that you can yeah. apply to your life. Pressure makes diamonds. Right. Um, so I would say just peel back the layers and principles, 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 man, that's awesome. And I, I really appreciate you saying that. I know a lot of people are going to get a lot out of that. And Calvin, I really appreciate you taking the time to, to come on the show today and I always have a blast talking to you. We've done like hour long lives together. We've done now this 30 minute podcast together. So, I mean, we got to do it again, man. I love talking to you. Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) I'm talking to you too, bro. (laughs) I got to get on a podcast and uh, ask you all these crazy questions. (laughs) Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, this is a good platform for it and uh, we can talk more about it here when we get off the air, but Thank you guys so much for listening to the Fitness First Podcast. Calvin, thank you so much for coming and sharing your wisdom, uh, fixing joint pain, and uh, we'll see you guys next time.